Hi, this is Sam. Jake is not here today, but you're listening to the Tony Awards. Joining us, joining me today uh, is Sid King. Hell yeah, it's girls night. And Connor <laughs> from My Friend's Basement. Connor Kvitchen. Kvitchen. I almost got it. Hey, you try. last time you didn't try. That's true. So. That's true. I thought that it would be more offensive to try. <laughs> But today we are discussing Marry Me, released in 2022, directed by Kat Coiro, written by three different people based on a graphic novel by Bobby Crosby about J-Lo basically playing herself. Uh, she's a pop star who's engaged to another pop star and she finds out that he's cheating on her. So she marries a random math teacher that she sees in the crowd of her show. So Sid and Connor, you both specifically requested this movie Sid mm -hmm. can you speak on that yes um I saw this movie two days after being dumped nope yes two days after being dumped with my friends on Valentine's Day um and it changed my life um mostly because it was like anything I feel bad about I don't have to feel bad about it anymore this movie exists and one church the song church is going to be in my top 100. Church is a great song. Church is a great song. And actually re-watching it today, the version that they do on stage is like no backing track. It's like they kept like audio scratching because when you listen to it on the album, it's much better, like fully produced. And it's so bizarre, the version that they have on the stage. Um, So if you're watching it and you're like, Church isn't that good of a song, listen to the produced version on Spotify. The one they did on the stage, I was like, I have no notes. This is perfect. Oh, I mean, it's very um like Madonna at a halftime show. I feel like she was channeling Madonna, mostly because it had religious themes. Yes. Um, And yeah, the movie is just so bizarre and it shouldn't work and it doesn't really. And that's what makes it perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you saw this movie by accident, right, Connor? Yeah. But it, the, the crazy part is, Sid, we have a very similar story because I was also broken up with right before valentine's day mm -hmm. on the phone by the way oh i got oh, a text oh oh phones hey similar, <laughs> same, same. i think i started a little bit after you mm -hmm. however yeah i was supposed to go uh i was just like kind of depressed looking to hang out with a friend uh we we're like all right let's go to the movies we're gonna go see spider-man because spider-man was also out like at the end towards the end of its run mm -hmm. and i looked up the wrong movie theater so we get there and it's like no movies are playing for like an hour Fortunately, there was a bar at this movie theater in Rhode Island. Um, but we could either, we were like, we're both tired. Or do we just want to like call it a night? Um, and we decided, no, we're going to stay. Marry Me was on an hour before Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man was also an extra hour longer. Right. So we're like, I love a good rom-com. Um, let's just, let's just do this instead of being up till 2 a.m. Yeah. And uh, I was greatly, greatly disappointed because one, like I said, I love rom-coms, but um, like a lot of people are like, this is the movie. It was, I'd heard it from several sources, one of which is Jimmy Fallon, who is in this movie. He's yes. really, he's really in this movie. You he's think really his cameos are done and they're really, never over. He's also like a, a dick. He's also, I was going to say drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like, it's like they couldn't get the writers of the Jimmy Fallon, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Like, there's no jokes. There's no jokes in anything that he says. All the monologues are just, 
she's ugly and weird and bad. Like he's just like almost, degrading. He's almost playing like not even Jimmy Fallon. He he was saying like, I mean, maybe this is just because I watch clips on YouTube mm, of talk mm-hmm. shows, but there was a moment near the end where he's like, don't put down the remote. We'll be right back. And I was like, they don't say that on TV anymore. No. <laughs> or do yeah. they? I don't. I, don't I, I saw a Jimmy Fallon taping. I don't think so. Don't also, think he's, he's like putting them on the spot. Or like, we're going to force them to be in a duet together. Uh-huh. That was, we were jumping really far ahead in the. Well, yes. Yeah, but, yeah, so, so you heard from sources, including Jimmy Fallon, that what? It was going to, this is the rom-com to save the genre of rom-com. Yes. Yes. So there was funny. a lot of hype around that, that it was like important to see it and in theaters. So the rom-com could come back. And I was left being like, I am thoroughly disappointed. And I didn't, I didn't really process it because I rewatched it today. And I have my theory as to why I feel disappointed. Um, so I have two, two things that stick out to me. The first less important one is I don't think I like augmented reality movies. Like the, the idea of this movie is like, well, Jimmy Fallon's there and there's like things referenced in the real world, like TikTok, all of that, things that are actually happen. But then you have celebrities that we all know by first yeah. and last name playing people that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's like this weird, like, this is supposed to be the real world, but clearly it's not. Yeah. And then the other piece, this is like, the, I think the thing that resonated with me the most was there's no character that I identified with in the entire movie. Mm. And I also think because... One, J-Lo 53. I think that um, sounds correct. Mm-hmm. Played a 35-year-old. Yeah. She was supposed to be 35? She was. Well, there's a moment where somebody says she's older than 35. Oh. Which um, is a hilarious well, that's way what, to refer to a woman in her 50s. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they're like, it's um, it's Connor, right? The uh, the, the manager? Like, this industry treats women like oh. crap as soon as they Colin, turn 35. Colin, Colin oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. And I was like, I think it's also before they turned 35. Um, oh, I took it as she is 35, which was hilarious to me because yeah. we all know Jennifer Lopez looks great for, well, in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also it's like not like 20 years, almost 20 years past 35. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Owen Wilson also, I mean, is pretty, um, I, I, I don't buy him as a 35-year-old. I don't buy him as a human in this movie. He looks like a stuffed animatronic. I'm like, why is it that in every Owen Wilson movie I've ever seen, he's saying things that are supposed to be charming but are actually just stupid? Can you give an example? Like, there's... Hold on. It works in Wes Anderson movies only? Maybe. I I, I don't think I've ever seen a Wes Anderson movie. Um, He's great in Cars. I didn't know that was him in Cars till like a year ago, which is really because sad. Because of SNL? He's in yeah. Cars. <laughs> he's the lead car. Yeah, he's Lightning well, McQueen. never mind. He's Steve McQueen. He's Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like um, like he, so he wins over J-Lo with his like genuineness, I guess. Mm-hmm. And just his like, uh, like, the fact that he's just like a normal guy. Um, and I, I feel like there's a moment in the movie where they run into Bastion, who's the guy who cheated on JLo at like a red carpet. And he says something to JLo in Spanish. She says something in Spanish back, whatever he leaves. And Owen is like, 
well, I'm not that good at speaking Spanish, but I think he said something along the lines of you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen and I was a fool to cheat on you. And she laughs like as if that's the best joke she's ever heard. And, I had a really hard time because Jennifer Lopez this was supposed to be her like finding real, like being more in touch with the common person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there is very little like you actually know what it's like to be a non-celebrity in the character, yeah. which I also think is true of Jennifer Lopez. So I think in that sense, it was just a tough sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also she she doesn't really. I feel like she and Owen Wilson in this movie are both just such good people that there's that there's almost no conflict. Yeah, they're both yeah. without quote unquote flaws, just that one is rich and one is fine not being rich. Yeah, like she she's not a diva at all. She has no there she has no problem just like walking into a middle school and getting like, you know, uh I wanted to say swaddled by fans, but that's not like yeah. stormed yeah, yeah, yeah. like well, by fans. Even- she's just like the picture of grace every time. She's like if she's like if Julie Andrews was a pop star. She's like if Maria from The Sound of Music, like the character of Maria, was a pop star. Yeah. Well, it's also like Bastion basically doesn't get in trouble. Like no one does anything wrong the entire movie. She sees him like a day later. Yeah, the red carpet, and she's just like, oh hey. <laughs> I think that's a better, I think that's more true to why I felt so uneasy than my theory of I couldn't identify with characters. But also, like, even the kids in the school, like, this is, like, I'm glad we're not conforming to stereotypes completely. Like, I think it's important, especially in film, to, like, not have all nerdy people be doing nerdy things. But they, uh, J-Lo comes to the school, and all the mathletes not only can dance, which is... (laughs) but also feel comfortable in their body. And I'm a 26 year old man and I don't <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. Like they all can. And then all the kids at the school can sing really good that do sing. And I'm like, I can't even identify with the people that like, Oh, you think they can sing good? The kids. I, the, the, okay. I'm not a music person, but I'm like the glee club. When she That's walks into the, the dance, the school dance, and they start singing, there is something so bizarre about the audio that I literally wrote. I'm like, is the Glee Club is kind of bad. Like, I don't know if they had them oh. actually singing on the day, but something about it, I think it was like the rhythm was off. I don't, Mitty Mary me just never headphones? be acapella. It made me upset, huh? Did you wear headphones? No. Oh, okay, because I watched it through the TV that is in the studio. Yeah, I watched I, but it on I also, TV as well. So I don't know if there was something just in the mix. I didn't catch that. Yeah. It wasn't mixed to be watched with headphones. That's why they kept saying to watch it in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care about saving the industry. We just want to make sure no one makes fun of these kids in the Glee Club. Uh I think it would have been sick if they were bad singers also. That would have been, yeah, some conflict. That would have brought someone with an arc to this rom-com. Someone with an arc, and then they were good at the end when they got to sing with her. Uh, There was, um, Colin might have had an arc, the manager a little bit, but all the secondary characters disappeared once the montages about them falling yeah. in love happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually thought the paparazzi was so brutal in such a funny way. I wrote mm-hmm. some of the things. Uh, um, how do you feel that she's so much hotter than you? Yeah. Said by the paparazzi. <laughs> um, said to J-Lo, 
you don't want to fail again mm-hmm. when it comes to marriage. <laughs> Where's your wife? Why don't you live with her? Said to Owen Wilson. Um, uh, I liked there was one guy that was just screaming at Owen Wilson and he was, and oh, he points it out. He's like, why are you screaming? You're standing four feet away from me. Yeah. That is the funniest side of the movie. Which I adored. Uh, I also liked at their press conference when they addressed the marriage, which mm-hmm. uh, looks exactly like the press conference that happens after like a basketball game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're asking like, aren't you gonna, aren't you worried that your marriage is gonna fail? And J Lo goes, you haven't lived until you failed, but you know that from your time at CNBC, Bill. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I enjoyed. There were like, there weren't enough jokes in the movie for it to feel like a rom-com to me mm-hmm. but I think that that's just because every rom-com I measure up against When Harry Met Sally some movies should just be like romantic dramas and that's fine but there also wasn't drama in this movie either no it was sexless it was like emotionless oh they when they did imply that sex happens mm-hmm um, oh, and Owen morning. Wilson is being so fucking. He's like, uh, this is is it about to be the best night of my life? <laughs> like, shut up, dude. Shut up. And she's so charmed by it. She's like, uh, it is. I uh but the next morning too, she like found a green apple, is eating it in his t-shirt. Uh-huh. And then he starts talking about something and she just shoves the apple in his mouth. Mm. Um that was the sexiest part of the movie. I was it, like, they're sharing an apple? They're like, apply <laughs> that? Uh, who was the target audience for this? Because I was like trying to figure, because there weren't like people our age in the movie at all. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. no idea. I don't, um, I'm, I'm guessing like people who are fans of Pitbull, which is 55-year-old divorcees. Mm. Oh, I went wow. to a Pitbull concert once and I was shocked um at the age range granted it was the good morning america summer series so it was 6 a.m but still it was people who were like obsessed with pitbull and i'm like i think it's that kind of person huh your life amazes me (laughs) why were you went to the pitbull good morning america (laughs) concert and i had an incredible time six in the morning (laughs) yeah and then i went straight to work Oh my god! 20 2018 was like one of the best years of my life what was that like west 32nd Street or no they do them in Central Park uh okay oh. mm-hmm. okay I had no I thought they don't do it like outside of where they film normally so that is just like That's normal for Good the Morning rest America of the year, but right? the summer series um sponsored by Kings Hawaiian the roles <laughs> are we also sponsored by Kings Hawaiian oh uh, we are this we movie better uh, we, be. we okay can we talk about product placement yeah. oh yeah <laughs> I was I liked how it was like we know there's so much product placement we're gonna call out product placement while making sure we're calling it's like they did like a hey Google yeah that was really what's awesome. product placement like that's how it felt that's how the movie felt um honestly it got to a point where I was just impressed I was like you really could find a way to put the coach dress for success scene oh yeah really. It was just bizarre. They're like, Coach is this charitable organization and I have to approve all of the bags they give Dress for Success. Why were the bags there? Who rolled the rack in? In the middle of the night, someone just brings her a rack of Coach handbags. To Owen Wilson's apartment also. No, that's her apartment. No, that was was her apartment. Oh, then why was the girl there? 
Um, because that's she the was first just, time they met. Oh, it was after it was okay. after the um the school the, event. The yeah, math club. the math club, and then she goes, um, I was sit in the problem. What does that? <sighs> okay, that um, to me felt very similar to. I don't remember if you were here for uh, Made in Manhattan, Connor. I was, yeah. When her, when Rafe finds gives uh, JLo's son the advice of whenever I get stage fright, I just like undo a paper clip in my pocket with one of my hands. Mm. Uh, that to me felt very akin to JLo's advice to Owen Wilson's daughter, where she was like, well, after I forgot the lyrics to my song, I just made the choreography so difficult that it was the only thing I could think about. That's insane advice. And then she teach, and then she teaches them a jazz square and is like, do a jazz square on stage at the mathathon mm-hmm. if you're too stressed out to find X. Well, that's, that is the thing where like, and then she does that on stage at the end and she has the most, the little girl, she has the most like frantic look on her <laughs> face as she's doing it. What else is that little girl from? Oh, I can look it up right now. She was just in something else. Chloe Coleman played Lou. Uh, IMDb, right here. Oh, is it? She's with the young Sheldon, My Spy. Oh, she, she was, was in my, Big Little Lies. And My Spy. I feel like that's where I've seen her face before. I'd never watched that movie, but I feel like that was her big breakout situation. Okay. What are you hovering over? What's Wait, that who did she one? play in Big Little Lies? I think this is just an ad. This no, the year. one that's next to Marry Me. Marry Me is Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, I did watch that movie, and it's very average. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, I feel like I remember her on Big Little Eyes, but I cannot. she gives off extreme oh, new wait. generation of Madison Pettis. She's like Zoe Kravitz's daughter on that. I think maybe, maybe. Do you guys or am Madison? I just saying that because she's biracial? Also, her first appearance in this movie is her telling Owen Wilson not to touch her hair. I was like, he's so problematic for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, do you guys know who Madison Pettis is? She's just like the next, she's like just this generation's Madison Pettis. Like, what we need is a, we need a steely little girl with very curly hair. Yeah. To be exactly. paired up with a former wrestler. Like that's the whole. Yeah. Because oh, wow. Madison Pettis is from the Pacifier, right? I remember she annoyed the fuck out of me in the game plan. The game plan. I think I was just jealous. That I was, was her? Yeah. With The Rock? Uh-huh. Wow. Yes, exactly. With the former. Is she not in, in the Pacifier? Is there some other girl in the Pacifier? Or was she in two? I don't think, I think she was in separate. Separate. You're confusing The Rock with Vin Diesel, I think. Because she played the Rock's daughter in the game plan, which came out around the same time. And that was the first movie I but ever I think saw. she's in both of them. Where I was like, oh my God, some movies can be bad. <laughs> Are you talking about the game plan? Uh, or the pacifier is a bad movie. Oh, I. She says the game plan's a bad movie. I hated the game plan. I remember my dad rented that. And like, mm. uh,. It doesn't look like it. I, my dad brought that the game plan home. Yeah. And it was, yeah, just like, it was like, it was just bad. I feel like it was like my dad was taking me and my brother to the movies and I wanted to see one movie, but then we decided on the game plan and I was like really upset about it. Like I wanted to see Juno or something. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, no, your brother's 10. We have to watch the game plan. And I mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I want to watch cinema. That... It was, yeah, it was really disappointing. 
it had like like Mike vibes where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't really know this kid in their sports. Yeah. But like but Mike was, was well, I haven't watched it in a long time. It could be oh, I watched it recently. Horrible. It holds up. It holds up. Well, if your expectations are for to laugh at things that shouldn't be for, like a terrible green mm-hmm. screen, mm-hmm. it holds up very strong. Okay. Like what like Mike is the who lets who let the dogs out of cinema. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. That's a really good comparison. Wow. Um in Marry Me, mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman is a gay woman. Which yes. I appreciated. Is she Yeah. She um she has a girlfriend in the beginning. She's like, I'm taking my girlfriend to no, no, see. No, in, in real life. Oh no. She mm. um she dated Michael Sheen. Interesting, because there's no oh, and Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. There's actually no gay comed- like gay female comedian, so that's really interesting. I mean, like they had to do what they had to do. They had, oh, they had to make yeah. Sarah Silverman gay because there's no female gay oh, comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But <laughs> also was she wasn't available. She also wasn't doing comedy, so fair enough. Honestly, Tignatara in that role would have been so funny. That would have been phenomenal. <laughs> Tignatara would be like, you need to come to this concert with me. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Um. Okay, so my Sarah Silverman gripe is that she goes, it's like you wearing an outfit that flatters your body. Never gonna happen. While Silver Sarah Silverman is wearing like just absurd blouse with absurd vest that's too small for the blouse <laughs> and over and a tie that goes over the vest. And I was like, someone she, someone hates her. Someone hates her. She is dressed. She looks exactly like she did in School of Rock, which came out twenty years ago. Oh my. Like a clown librarian? Yes. And I was like, mother of God, this woman does not age. Also, is it supposed to be funny that she was the guidance counselor? Oh, I guess. Like that Maybe her... it was like a, a hidden joke. Right, like a hidden... <laughs> That's Sarah Silverman of all people. I forgot she was in School of Rock. Yeah, How? she had a very small role. I She's think. the girlfriend. She's the one she that calls like... the cops on Ned Schneebly. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I just saw the... Wow. They're children. Once again, her not being comedic. That is like the most Ooh. shrill character in all of cinema is Ned Schneebly's girlfriend. Her character name is Patty DeMarco, which is the most humorless name somebody could possibly have. And the guy on the left uh, wrote White Lotus, I think. Yeah. Um, he was in Survivor and he made it to the final, Fuck final yeah. three. And they're like, yeah. he would have won, but they're like, you have too much money. <laughs> Um, That's great, but the Sarah Silverman of it all, really, you can't you can't win Survivor if you're already in SAG. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they let him on Survivor. Unless was it a celebrity edition? No, it was just no. He just they, normally they just regular su- Survivor. Wasn't he like obsessed with Survivor? He was. He was also on like Amazing Race. So I yeah, feel like he probably Amazing tested Race. pretty well for reality shows. Oh, well, what? That's not. What did you write? Oh, I am DB. Okay. I don't know who that other person is. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what, because he had something else that he wrote that was pretty big. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, but no, he did really well. He like. He might have written School of Rock. He did write School of Rock. Okay. But he wrote something else. White I think. Lotus. White Lotus. Uh, right. School of Rock is, if it ever gets covered on this podcast. I think I could quote the entire thing front to Miranda back. Miranda Cosgrove. Underrated. She doesn't really have a filmography, though. No. I would say, I was getting upset about this yesterday. I would say underrated by the pedophile himself, Dan Schneider. 
because she was the funniest part of Drake and Josh. And then he was like, I'm going to give you your own show and then gave her zero jokes for the entire run. She was just playing the straight man to everybody else. And she really did just kind of like bounce around. That was like her whole, she would be like, ha ha ha, but bounce. Do you know what I mean? Sam, you're so crazy. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Nacho Libre. There it is. Mm. There's something. Um, Oh, and Magic Mike. So what you're saying- Filmmaking credits. This is filmmaking credits. I don't know if this is writing. So what you're saying is Jack Black, newest season of White Lotus, it's happening? It could be. I don't know. Oh, hopefully. Because it's, yeah. It fucking better. Jack Black, Jennifer Coolidge, marriage? (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch it. Yeah. I'm so Sarah Silverman was one of the supporting characters that disappeared. The mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez's assistant that didn't sleep with uh Oh yeah, Michelle Buteau disappeared. Yeah. She Well, everybody came back at the end uh for the credits to to, to find like, love. To find love. And Colin was dating Jamila Jamil. Jump scare. Absolute jump scare when Jamila <laughs> Jamil jump scare shows up. of a century. Is Jamila Jamil appearing in the credits sequence? Well, Let me tell you. She was you, in one other she's scene. In one she scene. was in another scene. She's the makeup artist on um, yeah, Fallon. But, but uh, yeah, like right at the end. Um, truly like 15 minutes left to go in the movie. And she goes, oh, you don't know that the math is tomorrow? Oh my God. <laughs> That's her. And- uh, when I, I did t- not I s- notice her then. I noticed her at the end and I was like, they got <laughs> Jamila Jamil for a TikTok? <laughs> it's so, truly, when I was in the theaters watching this movie, the entire crowd like gasped and screamed. We all went, Jamila Jamil! <laughs> it was like a very visceral, it was a very visceral moment. Um, should we also talk about the fact that this is a movie about J-Lo getting married and J-Lo just got married and it happened on a plantation? <laughs> Oh my oh. gosh, she got married on a plantation. Oh, did you know about this? Yeah. That's where it happened. Okay, I this is um I don't want to fully get away. This is a whole different. What happens when you marry a Boston guy? <laughs> That's She's like it's got to be racist somehow. The wedding's got to be racist. <laughs> There's a lot of live laugh love decor. Did we all see uh, that? And then she um, sang a song at him. And it's know, very uncomfortable. Luan de Lesseps said it best. Money can't buy you class. <laughs> Okay, what were you going to say? Well, gonna say okay, so this was just a, a wandering thought the other day, though. So we, you know, we hate plantations. Like people go and like <laughs> tour them. Yeah, we're like mm-hmm. this is. We know this is wrong. People go to Europe and see castles, right? Mm-hmm. It's cool, right? It's, we feel differently about plantations, but I, and I don't know oh. enough history here. But I'm like talk about like how the patriarchy was set up and like where our society came from. It came from these castles that we're like. We should go check that out. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like, I need to know more about it. Maybe it's a bit in the future of some sort, but I'm like, why do we were like, we love castles where they probably <laughs> did horrible, horrible things to people. The tours always skip the torture dungeon. Yeah. It's where uh, the bathrooms are. That's <laughs> um, go to the gift shop. Passing thought though. Uh, <laughs> I do think this movie was a very like, did she know when the movie was coming out that she was going to be doing the exact same thing with her life as what was happening in the movie? Wait, I've seen a TikTok conspiracy theory about this that, yes, she, like, it was supposed to come out as all the Ben Affleck stuff was happening. And so it was supposed to basically be promo for her life and her life was supposed to be promo for it, vice versa. If that actually is real, I have no idea, but a very interesting theory. I, um... 
that that would really upset what yeah. society it, it, life is to me. That if would be you're upsetting. That in, intertwined, especially the movie kind of seems to. I mean, it doesn't like actually critique these things. It's just Owen Wilson is kind of like that's weird. Um, but it seems to sort of critique this idea of J Lo's whole life being content, mm-hmm. and like the guy following her around with a camera. That poor all guy. Day and I her endless <sighs> product placement and sponsorships and all that stuff. He's like, just go without it, and to have a movie come out with that sort of message because mm-hmm. I do feel like we're supposed to be in Owen Wilson's shoes more than JLo's yeah uh just because we are normal people I yeah. guess mm-hmm. but to have a movie come out with that theme and then to be like but to market it we're gonna do exactly what the movie argues that you shouldn't do and use JLo's real life and real potential marriage to Jenna Fleck to promote this movie about mm-hmm. how you shouldn't turn your life into content I'm not saying I disagree. I mean, I do. I agree. But it would be, it just, I think you get, you can get too far gone where either like your life is so curated. Yeah. Um, because people are like clamoring for it and like your st- stream of income is your lifestyle. Like she is a lifestyle. She's had mm-hmm. um, lines. I used to work at Kohl's. I have worked on her products before. Um, that's, that was fun. One time. I don't. I think this is fine to say. One time there was a, uh, like she had to come in for a meeting on her birthday, and she like never came to the office. And she came for a meeting on her birthday, and like the office bought this huge cake that they knew was her favorite cake, and we had to like have these specific candles, and like the, also the fact that she per- she's like this movie is J Lo playing J Lo, but she's not a diva. When like hilarious, oh, everyone yeah. hilarious. knows that she is a diva, and like oh just own it, you know. Yeah. Um, um, so she like shows up and the whole office goes like happy birthday and like sings to her or something. And, um, she's like, can, can you box the cake up? I'm leaving. <laughs> and she just left. But because she like showed up in her pajamas or something, like it was like, but she, I mean, like, that's the thing is like, she didn't ask for it. And yeah. like a normal person, even uh, as an employee of the office, I never showed up on my birthday and the whole office got a huge cake. And like, we only did that for her because she was famous and like our client. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more importantly, the diva thing. She pretends she's not a diva. And I think like the marriage to Ben Affleck is to, is her like toning back her divaness. And is like, I'm kind of a regular person at the end of the day. Like yeah. I found love in a hopeless place. I got married on a plantation. Normal people do that. Just like anybody else. Well, I, I, have li- I have live, laugh, love decor at my wedding. It literally, there is literally a sign that said live, laugh, love in white painted on driftwood. Look at it. Up. Yeah. I, okay. That's, do we all know about the Virgo thing? Yeah. Because I won- I was wondering, were there any Virgos in this movie? Mm-hmm. Um, but also that's come out post-marriage, post-non-diva. Right. Um, yeah. But I do like, I do think because it's, I feel like J-Lo is one of the first people I heard about in the world of the art, like famous people that are like, I know someone who worked for J-Lo and like, they are notorious for being really hard to work with. And I, that was like before I was in the world of comedy. Like that is a point. It was like, it's maybe that was also a disconnect for me. Like, I know that you're not like, I really, maybe she is. I, this is not, I have a fantasy that if I ever met her, she would be really cool and chill and normal. And I cling to it at night, like a security blanket. Why do you want that to Mm -hmm. be the case? 
I just think it would be cool. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> like, it would be nice. So, in the way that, like, you're a big fan of her and you don't want that image of her to be ruined? I'm not even a fan of hers. Um, I just think it would, I just think it would be cool if somebody who is like that level of icon status. I mean, every week we come onto this podcast and I'm like, I really wish that we hadn't decided to cover JLo because all her movies are so bad, except for Hustlers and Anaconda. But Selena wasn't that bad. Oh, I didn't see it. I had COVID. You or did. that might have not been when I had COVID, actually. <laughs> that might have been when I thought I had COVID and I didn't. I think that was the case. But I, I remember you being ill. I was, yeah. Which was the other one, the scary one that you um, all did? Was that Anaconda? Didn't Jake really like that one? Like the. Oh, fuck. There was, um, yeah, there was some movie where she's like a psychologist who's going into the mind of a serial killer. Doesn't she have like a basement movie? Someone's trapped in a basement or something? Am I making that up? I don't know. She did a really bad erotic thriller called The Boy Next Door. That's that what I'm liked. thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, The Cell. The Cell. Yep. Yeah. I hated The Cell, but Jake loved it. <laughs> the Boy Next Door. Oh, there's the trailer too. This thing is listening. There's no question about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um, phones and computers are like if you're gonna plug in a microphone, that's on you. Well, there's yeah. no microphones plug <laughs> yeah. in here, so we are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so getting back to that that character that disappeared, um, yeah. which one? The All one. Of them well, <laughs> her assistant. Oh, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's such a bitch. She's that's more what, of a that's bitch what I was gonna J-Lo. say. Yeah, she was like that was maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's like we need to soften like JLo. Maybe it's JLo's entourage. Maybe JLo's actually great. Maybe. And like people have, yeah. inf- have corrupted her. But mm. what did she say? She goes, <laughs> there's a line that was, uh, they're like, oh, I got to get home to tank. And then Michelle, that's the character's name. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's uh, the actress's, actress's name. Michelle, the uh, actress, Michelle goes in her character, is tank the daughter? Yeah. I was like, come <laughs> yeah. on, yeah. come on. You're you're like this is shrapnel hitting the kid <laughs> of this like math teacher. Wait, can we have tank discourse now? Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, mostly did we all did we all see the blooper of yeah JLo trying to feed the dog and then screaming and then mm. Owen Wilson going he has no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. Um, the dog was the most relatable character. Um, what was the other yeah, line? Too? I love the dog. The uh tank. uh. The what was it? They're like, oh, there's a photo of you buying a birth uh, pregnancy <laughs> oh, test. It's like, oh, I bought stool softener for, for tank. tank. <laughs> yeah, the paparazzi was. I was into that mm-hmm. on par. Yeah, but um, disappeared, and she was also really mean the entire. I thought that would have mm-hmm. been like a good character arc where she like comes back on his side. Oh, and then oh, she ends up. Yeah. Well, she ends up with the mean math teacher from the other school. Which yeah, mean oh, mean begets mean. Great. Yeah. But also, like, would she have actually gone to another math decathlon? That's what she says. She's she, like, well, that's literally, what, what, she's like, what's they, that thing you do at the math decathlon? Oh, math? <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, but yeah, I feel like, so So then uh, Kat makes her whole staff go to the math decathlons now. I feel like that's very interesting. She's like, be more independent, but my whole team needs to come. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that guy who filmed her. And 
I wonder if he, like it was contractually he couldn't say more than five lines because he just wandered around with his head down and she went, you can go home. He'd be like, okay. I was like, we got to give this guy his own life. Yeah, well, he did. I, I literally wrote this down because I was so excited for him. He got to put down the camera and dance in the dance circle when That's the good. mathletes were learning how to dance. Did How much would it, how much would you all be okay with getting paid to film someone 24 seven? Um, no. <laughs> like how much would it cost for me to be able yeah, to give to up your whole life to mm-hmm. carry around a camera and follow someone? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, he also just didn't seem like he wanted to be there. Like he didn't seem like he was like a big fan of her or something. It's like, I'm doing this out of love for you. I want people to see the real you. I like, maybe if it was someone like that, that I really respected, but he, this guy was obviously there just for money. And he's like, okay, I can go home. Good. Cause it's 11 p.m. on a Sunday. Like, I'm at your new husband's house mm-hmm. with his daughter. Aww. Ostensibly, he also has to fly with her everywhere, like going to London one day and Puerto Rico the next. I could never. It does seem like a kind of stinky life. I don't like planes. Oh, wow. I really I wrote also, down, really glad they let the camera guy dance. You also could not pay me to fly private. Really? No. Why is that? That's where all the accidents happen. Every fucking plane that goes down was uh, was a private plane. I read Hatchet. I feel that. Uh, <laughs> wait, you mean not like private, like in a big, big uh, plane? Not like business class, coach, like private? You mean like a private jet? Yeah. yeah. Pri- like Got a plane it. that doesn't leave from the airport. Got it. Yeah, yeah. She, she flew coach in heels. Can you in believe stilettos. that? In stilettos. It's not my fault she's dumb, you know? Like, when she doesn't have a coat and she doesn't change her shoes. Yeah. Like, it, Is that, that Owen Wilson's fault, though? Because he's like, you need to not have your people around all the time. And yeah. the, the team probably would have been like, hey, you're going to leave Jimmy Fallon. Do you want to have a change of clothes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather yeah. than being out or, like, I going home I think Colin still that? brought her her passport and stuff. Like, she literally went to the airport with, like, no money. With nothing. With nothing. And then Colin met her at the airport and went, we got you a ticket. Yeah. And then she tried to buy somebody's ticket off of them, which is apparently illegal, which oh, I did yeah. not know. Oh, yeah. And he goes, everybody knows Everybody that. knows that. That's like the only time he ever negates her. And he goes, everybody knows that. And I'm like, Nobody that's the one thing no one knows. That. Nobody. Who has ever tried to buy somebody else's plane ticket before? Jamil Jamil. <laughs> and she Jamila was so grunge. Good. And for what? Yeah, because that's what all makeup artists look like. I cannot no? wait for Jamila to do something so problematic one day. <laughs> She's on the verge. Like, yeah, she feels invincible. I can't wait for Jamila to get married on a plantation. Oh, God. Or something's going to come out about her family. I feel like something's going to come out about her family. Yeah. She's going to be like, what? Sydney mm-hmm. Sweeney style. Oof. Oh, my God. Oof, ouch, owie. Um, so Owen Wilson has, I don't, he, no one really had a character arc this whole time, Yeah. but he did get married before and there's like marriage statistics thrown out and we kind of like threw oh, those out yeah. the window, mm-hmm. but he was like great husband before and he like didn't, his character didn't lack self-confidence because if they actually, the character actually lacks self-confidence, Dude, there's no chance. I think he's a sociopath in this movie. Do That's an interesting. <gasps> he just because the scene that he has with JLo is so psychotic where she's like, what happened with your last marriage? And he's like. Well, we had a great marriage and we were together for a long time. And then one day I got the feeling that she didn't want to be with me anymore. So I just let her go. Yeah. 
That was what? crazy. What? Oh, I didn't think about that. That's like, I... And he's just not upset about it at all. He it also, doesn't bother him even a little bit. Yeah, and also like when he's talking about his, he his dead ex-wife. mother, he's like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. He is really into math. He really gets most passionate about math. Yeah. It's the only thing. He, maybe he's not a sociopath. Maybe he's just autistic. Oh. That would... Mm, <laughs> there was... Uh, oh my God. And then JLo puts autism wife in her Instagram bio <laughs> <laughs> and starts like selling supplements. She's like, I've been trying to cure my husband of his autism and we've been loving these vitamins. Also, him being on social media, what did that gain? Like when they do the, they really gloss over, no one learns anything from the- Oh, nothing at all. You can't do anything. You can't use your team. So throw a rock through your window. It goes nowhere. And then she can't find cups. It goes truly nowhere. She can't find cups. And then he gets an Instagram. And that's the whole- She's like, it'll be really great for the math team. They keep putting a lot of pressure on this. I would math love team. it if at the beginning of the third act he like fell for a phishing scam. <laughs> <laughs> and leaks all of her data. Like, and then they actually that would be a conflict. They couldn't do it. That, that would have be been a conflict. conflict. Yeah, he should he should be like, I'm not I'm not gonna get my own social media. I'm gonna run your social media. And then starts like shipping off her used socks to people. Uh, to fund the math team, yeah. <laughs> or like, also, this math team seems to have enough money. The school, if you're, okay. they flew to Peoria, they Illinois. Flew, or they didn't fly to Peoria, Illinois, and they did take that school bus all the way to Illinois. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, these kids just gone on a yellow school bus, yeah, to go to Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. No, illegal child <laughs> abuse. <laughs> Speaking of cars, I also wrote this down. J Lo needs assistance because. She is driving her ass around Paris, literally in the circle around the Arc de Triomphe. No seatbelt. Oh Bad God. move, JLo. Really? Yeah. That's like a very dangerous place to drive. Wow. Specifically around the Arc de Triomphe, and she's not wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. Well, that's because she was she raised herself independently. Nothing scares her. Mm-hmm. There was no there's no fear. I love in that the heart. moment. Her <laughs> Colin has a moment where he's talking to Owen Wilson and he's like, listen, she's a self-made woman. Her dad is dead. <laughs> and he's like, my my mom's dead too. They never even bonded over that. Yeah. Never even bonded over having a dead parent. I guess when you're that age, it's like not Parents really die. a bonding moment. Well, anymore. how old were they? Were they 35 or were they Mid fifties, early fifties. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a very good point. Um, I wonder, like, at what age does your parent dying? Is it like less impressive? Owen looked. Owen's wife looked very <laughs> that's a young. Strong word. <laughs> Wait, can you see who? Because um, if somebody, if one of our parents died, it would be like holy shit. Yeah, I don't but know. if one of our parents' parents die, it's like yeah. Well, what was the word impressive? interesting wording what am I looking up um, Owen Wilson's wife who plays her um, because she like is an actress and then all she does is pick up Lou from school one day wait Owen Wilson's wife wife. in Marry Me in Marry Me yes sorry um and I really it's have Jennifer no, Lopez. I really have nowhere to go with this once we do find out. But she looked kind of young. Maybe that's he's like, I don't know, I groomed her and I buried her. And then one day I, re- I think she came to her senses and became an adult. And now that was something stupid. You can cut that out. I don't know if you cut anything out, but that was pretty I'm stupid. Not, uh, this is also coming out tomorrow. <laughs> 
That's so Michelle fast. Moore. Oh, how, how did he get to the top line? Because he ends up with Michelle Batu. Um, let's see. There was also child twins. Do you guys notice there's twins Who's... on the math team? I did not no, notice I did that. Not notice mm-hmm. that. Twins. I guess she didn't have any speaking lines. That's the thing. She yeah, she just waved to him. She just waved to him, but like she is an actress. That or I know her from doing background. I don't. I don't but, like, see I her on here. Her. I recognized her. I'm looking on IMDb. Uh, you know what the thing is? Nobody has uh, last names in this. So I'm just looking for. Um, oh, a handy guide. While we're talking about the kids, um, my favorite is when Sarah Silverman goes, whose parents signed the waiver? You two out. And mm-hmm. then J-Lo walks in. And so those kids are just in the hallway the whole time they're learning to dance, the whole time they're doing everything. And those poor two kids, I feel really bad for them. Um, Odds they were non-union and couldn't keep them the whole day. Yeah. Cast. No, it didn't. I don't. And it's not important. We can move on. Um, I will say I, I have heard movies or TV shows written by more than one person because you have conflicts of interest and like it's not a coherent voice often yeah. run into this problem. So I mm-hmm. feel like that might have been it because you said it was written by three people. Yeah. But is one of those people the person who wrote the graphic novel? No. Oh. Yeah. What was was the graphic novel? Did it, the graphic novel also have Jimmy Fallon in it? <laughs> But no, but it did know. have Jamila Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually I, I I think I read on IMDB that the graphic novel is like very different from how the movie ended up. Um like the premise is the mm-hmm. same. Like a pop star decides to marry a math teacher, and then that's it. That's the only similarity. So they had adapted the movie to JLo's life? Is that like maybe? Or they just like adapted the premise. Because with, do you remember the movie Jojo Rabbit? Yes. That movie was nothing like the book it was based on. Oh, interesting. I read the book and it was like super, super depressing. You know, in the movie, he like becomes friends Mm -hmm. with her. Uh, In the book, he's just gaslighting her and torturing her like the entire time. And he does not have Hitler as an imaginary friend. And uh, I think that... uh, I think that that fat boy that he's friends with actually dies in like the first 15 pages. Oof. Whereas he makes it to the end of the movie. But that's the whole that's the whole gag of the movie. He goes, I seem to not be able to die. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure he dies like immediately in the book. Tragic. And yeah. Um, and it's this whole, and it's like, the book goes on until they're like in their 20s. And like the World War II ends and he just doesn't tell her. And she just continues to live in his attic thinking that the Holocaust is going on for like years and years and years. And then she finds out that the Holocaust is no longer happening and leaves and he's like upset. But it's like whenever he gets mad at her, he like puts like soap in her food and stuff like that. It's like really messed up. It's like very dark. Yeah. And then uh, and and then the movie is about like overcoming brainwashing. (laughs) Yeah. Through empathy. Empathy. Beautiful yeah. story. Jojo Rabbit was honestly like if E.T. was about a Jewish girl instead of an alien. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because Elliot learns empathy. Yeah. And Jojo and Jojo Rabbit learns empathy. <laughs> That's 
I've never seen the movie. Jojo Rabbit. I really, I've, I've wanted to for a while. Where is it streaming? I don't know. You if find it, it might be on HBO Max, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to it's, check. I like. I mean, I saw it in 2019, um, but I, I liked it at the time. I cried. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, whew. yeah. It's a, it's like heavy, but not that heavy. It's actually like a comedic take on yeah, the it's Holocaust, like, it's or, or like, like heavy. Um, yeah, no, I don't have anything else to say about it. Sam put it really eloquently. I'm going to stop talking now. Yeah. Um, Jojo Rabbit and Life is Beautiful are the two best Holocaust comedies, in my opinion. Beautiful. Have you seen Life is Beautiful? Have I? It's so good. It's Italian. It's from the 90s. Um, it's the guy. The first half is like a romantic comedy. It's him meeting a woman and they fall in love and like have a kid and then the second half of the movie is they get taken to a concentration camp and their son is like six mm-hmm. and he doesn't know what's going on because he doesn't speak German. So the dad just tells him that they're like playing a game and oh, wow. they go through the entire Holocaust uh, and the son is thinking that he's like earning points. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. No, I'm I'm seeing this and no. Anything that had a... Um like poster that looked like the secret of Natty Gan, I kind of stayed away from. <laughs> um, and this is exactly that vibe. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. God. I want to watch that when I go home. Yeah. Now. We'll text each other about it. I'll watch it yes. when I go home too. I watched it in Italian class when I was in like middle school. Is it? It's in Italian? Yeah. Okay. Um, We talked about Lou's mom. We've talked about Lou just a tiny bit, but is it like... Lou became like humbler and like closer to her dad mm-hmm. as we would hope in this movie, like in the plot. Mm-hmm. But in, in reality, if you're like your dad, like you dislike your oh, dad. Oh, i pissed. And then he's like now dating one of the most famous people on earth. Would you be like, oh, well, I'm a better kid now? Like, if, no. Spoiling now, if my me, parents like, were divorced, although it seems like... This is one of those divorces that happened when the kid was an infant. And it was great because I, he's like, I just... Yeah, you which seem is happier just, without me. This is the only life that I know. Um, well, I guess they they imply that she's over it because she's such a fan of the mom's boyfriend. Was that? Yeah, but also yeah. there's that scene um, in her bedroom where she says, "I can't even remember you and mom being together." together yeah. Oh, wow. So I so I feel like it was one of those things where they got divorced when she was a baby, and she didn't really she didn't really know like quote unquote what she was missing. And it was a clean split because Owen Wilson was like whatever. You seem happier. They have literally like 50-50 custody. He has her like three days out of the week. They like trade off at school or something. It's very, it seems very. Um, amicable? Yeah, amicable. Mm-hmm. But she seemed cool. Yeah, She's but like she was. Uh, yeah. I don't even think that on. Owen Wilson is jealous that uh, his ex-wife, uh, like he, he doesn't seem to dislike the new husband because he, took his ex-wife, but because his daughter seems to like him more than yeah. him, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, no, if my parents were divorced and my dad started dating Lady Gaga when I was in middle school, I'd have been pissed. <laughs> I'd have been so, I'd be like, are you fucking gay, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't know how I would have reacted to that. I would have been, I would have been a little brat about it and been like, well, is, she, is she my mom now? Well, she should be. I want to be the daughter of a famous person. Oh, yeah. Because that was a little clout chaser. Oh, I'd have been like, can she get me into movies? Yeah, I would have been, <laughs> I, which she kind of does. And then it is so, it is weird how they present the 
him not introducing her, like that Lou and Kat never meeting until that scene when he also seems fine with it. Like a lot she of- She just shows up. Right, which, which he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, sure. Dance around and do math. Even though he's been very intentionally keeping Lou and JLo separate. Right, but do they- For the past six weeks. But do they give a good reason for that? Like a lot of times in divorce narratives, it's like, I don't want to inter- Like if she's really going to be out of my life soon or like maybe I don't know where we stand, blah, blah, blah. He's kind of just like, I don't want him to meet. Yeah, I think he says, um, he says, you know, it's just a publicity thing. It's not a real marriage. And I don't want to like, you know, why would I introduce my daughter to somebody who I'm fake married? To? But, right, but then but he's that, fine when she just shows up. But that brings yeah. like them still like a little bit closer together because she's already joined the math team. And like, mm-hmm. I would think if you're like, oh, you're dating someone and I don't know. I know of them, but I can't meet them. It's like, I'm not going to necessarily, that I bond isn't going to get that. Yeah. closer. Yeah, that would have been bad. Um, also, I did love um, at the like during the concert, he just goes up there, and then like five hours later, he's like, "Yeah, how's Lou?" Like he's <laughs> no concern of where his daughter's been, if she got home. Like Sarah Silverman, kind of they play her as untrustworthy a little bit. Yeah, up I mean, until she's that a point. guidance counselor. She is a guidance counselor, I guess. But they put her in those weird funky outfits and they put poor <laughs> Lou in that horrible sparkly beret. I remember I was drunk when I saw this in theaters and I kept going. I knew from the moment I saw that weird sparkly beret on poor Lou's head, I was like, this movie's going to be a disaster. Mm. Because you want to know why? No one paid for her wardrobe. Someone paid for everything. <laughs> like oh, well, J-Lo everything used a lot J-Lo of was her wearing. Own, uh, clothes. Exactly. Because it was filmed during the pandemic. Was it filmed during the pandemic? Could that have been a reason why? I maybe. I I know that I read this, but um, I didn't retain it. Um, I think so. One just as you look, it was supposed to be released originally early twenty twenty one, and then got delayed because movie theaters weren't opening yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, as you look it up too, just because we. Oh, it actually, they filmed it in October and November 2019. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, it's even more of a tragedy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, Owen Wilson, I guess it, it's in line with his character, the fact that he just left his wife. because, like, yeah, you're clearly not into me. Yeah. But he's the one that broke it up, like, after not even an issue. Like, he's mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. I saw you perform. You seem oh my happy. God. You're hanging out with your ex. So now, and he doesn't even break up with her. She says, are you breaking up with me? And he's like, uh, go take a picture. Yeah. And then he just walks away. Once it, Because once again, there is no conflict. So rude of him. He just is like, he's like fundamentally too- pathologically conflict avoidant. Yes, but not an interesting way. I think he should have leaked something to the paparazzi. And then she's like, you can't do this. You're messing with my life. And he's like, you're messing with my life. And she's like, you don't have a life to mess up. They should have. That's a good line. Yeah. Oh, that would have been fucking good. Yeah. You don't have a life to mess. Oh, God. Yeah. Because now he's like on social media. He's like, well, I do clearly. because I, I have 14 followers. Yeah. Yes. But like she should have been more self-important. It doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. She's not self-important. But she's still Jenny from the block. So. Yeah. I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> she's still Jenny from the block. No, she's face. Jenny from Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we talk about Maluma just a little bit? Who? He did great. Um, Bastion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, you, um, I read a little article. once. I, well, also today I was trying to like find anything I could about this. And it was literally just like E! News about 
um, like five things you didn't know. And one mm. was that the Madison Square Garden scene was actually filmed at Madison Square Garden. They just brought her on stage in the middle of a Maluma concert. But also That's they didn't funny. like get any good shots of you can't tell it's at the at the garden at, at all, really. One. And two, apparently the teleprompter went out. So he like whispered at her, Can you sing the lyrics with me? And she said yes. And that bonded them forever. Um it was like it was just such a non-article. Um, I couldn't yeah. find any information about it except for coverage about how excited he was to be in this movie. He was like, wow. I'm just some guy. And like, truthfully, like he had basically just crossed over into the like kind of like, English market. And he's like, the first movie I'm in is with J-Lo and Owen Wilson. This is truly insane. And I'm like, yeah. I'm a lead. And like, good for him. Um, he also got his, um, I used to work at, oh wait, I've, I've worked adjacent to both J-Lo and Maluma. Because I used to work Damn. at um, Moet Hennessy, and he has a Hennessy. Um, he has a Hennessy endorsement, and he literally goes, "This is so good." Right after the fight, Owen Wilson's leaving, and he goes, "Who wants some Hennessy XO?" Like that is in <laughs> that's the line Horrible. that that um like kind of brings her back into the bastion of it all. He goes, "Who wants some Hennessy XO?" Which is um just like a older aged um, Hennessy. Which oh, is what really about funny. what about when she's flying in coach? And she wants to buy it's everybody only- caviar. And they go, we only have cheese cubes, ham wraps, and Michelob Ultra. And I'm from the Midwest. Uh, and this woman had this accent that was like so Wisconsin. Like, But I'm like, you're flying to Peoria, Illinois. They don't talk like that in Peoria, but I get, I get that they, they, it should have been. She's a flight attendant. It should have been like she Winneka or something. live in Peoria. I guess that's true. But she lives like, at JFK Airport. She lives- <laughs> oh, my also my other favorite moment was JLo getting into somebody else's. Oh, fuck. That was one of my words. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll save it for later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but good for Maluma. Oh, that's all I a moment that I liked was when Owen Wilson played If Ever I Would Leave You from Camelot for <sighs> JLo. Purely yeah. because I went to musical theater high school and one of my classmates sang that for all his college auditions and he was always like singing it in class because, you know, we would have to like go up and sing. Um, and I still get that song stuck in my head sometimes. Yeah. Even though I last heard it 10 years ago. Wow. So when he when they were talking about love songs and he brought it up and he was like Camelot and I was like oh, Did your that? butthole clench? I, w- I was like, is that the song that if ever I would leave you from? And then he was like, we'll play it for you. Um and then he played it and I was like, Yes. <laughs> he was right though. It wasn't very sexy. He goes, I don't want it no, to be Robert Goulet. It was sexy. I would fuck to that. Um speaking of real quick, before I have a couple things about the dance scene, the school dance scene. One if that music teacher wasn't there, was she going to sing that whole last song a cappella? Yeah. She oh, was. Well, you better believe it. Um, and if that's what her privates are, unfortunate. And two, my <laughs> favorite line of the film is when J-Lo goes to, um, what's her name? What's Sarah Silverman's name? Uh, Doesn't matter. Parker. Parker. Parker Dance. Sarah Silverman goes, Parker, did you see Mark Corsage? And she goes, yeah, I saw it. And it's like Parker is drunk or angry or something, but like she's so grumpy. But he's like, "Yeah, I saw your corsage. Yeah, yeah my, I saw it." My favorite Sarah Silverman line was a when she puts herself in front of a coach bus to get it to stop. <laughs> like she's Tyra Banks in life size, and then she goes to the driver and she and she's like doing this whole thing about how J-Lo's in love with Owen Wilson. But she goes, the unlikely love of her life, who against all odds she loves. 
Yes. It's like phenomenal screenwriting. And I'm like, was it written like that in the script? And if not, if Sarah Silverman was just mixing up the lines, why is that the take they used of her saying the unlikely love of her life who against all odds she, she loves. loves? Oh, wow. It wasn't he loves? No, it's no. like, it's, it's, yeah. just the, it's just the fact that it's like the same thing twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a two hour movie. Yeah. Brevity it was, was a non- full two, two hours. hours. I saw the runtime and I was like, God. Well, yeah, and that's when I was in the theaters. So like, it's either this movie or a three-hour movie. Like, it wasn't yeah. an easy way out. No, yeah. essentially, if you waited for the movie, being stuck in that movie theater for four hours. Yeah, it was um, such a like. I love like rom com is my favorite genre. Probably like if I had to throw something on the TV, I it would probably be a rom com. If it's just like, what's your uh, go-to rom com? Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall or Crazy Stupid Love with that. Sometimes can be harder to find. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, probably like leading with comedy, although Crazy Stupid Love did not lead with comedy. Yeah. But it did lead with, lead with like antics that, and cringe. That movie mm-hmm. had everything though, because mm-hmm. wait, there's a lot of stuff problematic uh, about Ryan Gosling's character. I love a problematic movie. <laughs> but I love it. Ryan I- Gosling makes up for it with his, his abs. I will defend licorice pizza to my dying. Oh, day. we can talk not about that it a I see it time. as a romantic comedy. But, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is licorice pizza. That, no, I also don't think it's a sort of movie that you're supposed to see and be like, yes, they got together. Like, it's like a coming of age romantic comedy. What? What's well, the genre? She was, then? she was not coming of. She was no longer coming of. Yeah. Age. No, but she was still coming of her own age. That's like got it. You know fair. what I mean? Like you can yeah. come of age whenever. You, you ever you come of age it doesn't mean fair, it has fair. to happen at 15 and 16 yeah I would just put it as like a coming of age movie it's like a period piece like yeah. it's about that time. I think that the romance between them is definitely like ill-advised was it necessary was it necessary that's really bad I didn't think that it was necessary yeah. <laughs> I, but I also I guess because like I love Paul Thomas Anderson, but I, I love his comedies more than his straight dramas. Um, so what you want I've is seen, crazy, stupid, punch drunk love. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, but I see all these interviews with him where he just seems like such like such a troll, you know? So when they got together at the end of Licorice Pizza, I was like, oh, that's that's him trolling us. Oh, that's funny. Like, that's I, not real. It's I, also just so, like, he wrote it as, like, a fantasy about, like, his elementary school art teacher who was Alana Haynes' mom. So, um, so I was like, this is this is wish fulfillment for Paul Thomas Anderson as and a to human. to cast her, the, it, to me, it's Alana being in it. The whole family being in it. The mom being in it. That's... I think it's so funny. And there was there was an interview that he did about Punch Drunk Love where they said this movie's pretty dramatic. Why did you cast Adam Sandler in it? And they and he said because he makes me laugh. And the the interviewer says, "Yes, but it's not a comedy movie. It's a drama." And he and he and he was like, "So, why can't that be the reason? I like Adam Sandler. I like being around him. He makes me laugh, and I wanted to make a movie with him." I hope someone says that about either me or someone I uh-huh. know someday. <laughs> yeah. I want to like that. Yeah. I was like, that's such a good philosophy. I think. I don't know. Like making a movie for the experience of having made it, not just for the final product. I mean, obviously the final product should be good, 
which Punch Drunk Love is an incredible movie. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh, you should see. It's like kind of more of a romantic drama, okay. but it is also like funny. Yeah. yeah. It's it's this I don't want to spoil anything. It's like have you seen Inside Lewin Davis? I have not. Okay. I have I have not. Hmm. Um that's with Adam Driver, right? Oh, Adam Driver. Uh it, it barely with Adam Driver. Okay. I mean, he's okay. in it. Um I need all of Adam Driver. I can't but... have barely Adam Driver. <laughs> well, it's um it's Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. And it's okay. uh it, it I I don't know. People are gonna be like, where where is she going? Trying to connect Punch Drunk Club yeah. and Inside Lewin Davis. It's just one of those movies. You're like, oh, I'm gonna get this. Like, so it's a Coen Brothers film, Inside Lewin Davis. Got it. And um, you're you're like, oh, we're going into this like fun kind of Coen Brothers thing, and then it hits you like a freight train of emotion. And nice. it's like to me, it's like my favorite film, and I've actually never rewatched it because it, mm-hmm. like it's one of those movies you watch at the perfect time. And like it yeah. can never have that impact on you again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Punch Drunk Love was for me. Like I kind of refused to rewatch it because it had the perfect impact impact on me the time that I watched it. Yeah. Um, and it the both of those movies are kind of that like comedy that hit you like a freight train. Yeah. Mm. Um with meaning. Have you seen okay, it has like a different title in America and the UK, and I can't remember which is which. But have you seen a romantic comedy with Daniel Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan and Adam Driver? I think it's called What If yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also a pretty good romantic comedy. Um, Have you seen About Time? No, but I've had that recommended to me so many times. <laughs> That's like a time travel love story. It's right? a time travel love. Yes. Um, and I think it it does it better than a lot of other ones because it's about like fatherhood and. Yeah. Um it's kind of, it's it's like, it's really a rom-com and that's just the framing device versus like Time Traveler's Wife where um, that's the, like, that's the entire premise. And honestly, to a creepy degree, especially the, the new HBO one, Time Traveler's Wife. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's really creepy. <laughs> the new Time Traveler's Wife is really creepy. Yeah. Um, um, okay. and all of these, if you are looking for a good romantic comedy listeners, watch instead of Mary Me. Watch instead <laughs> of Oh Mary. my God. Yeah, this... Yeah. Such a disappointment, especially in the circumstances that we both saw it in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like post breakup, like rom com, uh, relatable. No. Mm. It just. Although I think I'm glad it wasn't like full of emotion. It would have kind of wrecked me. Yeah. This was sure. just like a little bit mindless. I like purposely went with like a group of four girls who were all single at the time and were like, we don't have nothing else to do on Valentine's Day. We're going to do this. Oh my gosh, wait. Was it immediately after? Take a dumped immediately after. I'm trying to remember the ex- exact timeline. It was like within. I'm trying to remember it hours. too. It was. It was very close to Valentine's Day, but I because that I, was that was the point of the dumping. I want to so say we wouldn't before be after Valentine's Day. What I want to say before, just because if it was me and I was dating somebody and Valentine's Day was coming up, I would try to dump them before. That's what that's what happened to me, but on the phone yeah. over like, hey, what are we doing for Valentine's Day? <gasps> the beginning of We're the conversation, three hours later Wait, in the conversation is like, I don't need to see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we no, can get into got, it a different time. I got a text it's, kind of out of the blue, um, but it was like a very casual, we were never official thing. Um, but it was kind of like. We were trying to make plans and I was like, the next time I'm free is Monday. Yes, because it was on Saturday. Oh, it was the same night. It was the okay. night I saw marry me. Um yeah. And I was like, yeah, I hadn't gotten a response to like the proposed time that both of us had like suggested. And then it was like, 
actually sorry for the delayed response and what's going to be a very shitty text and then like two pages of oh yeah this is a person i almost didn't move back to new york for oh my god yeah we can talk about the story off air okay, this was yeah. like yeah. this was like <laughs> all right here on the tony awards we get three awards <laughs> we're hard everything <laughs> we watch the first of which is best prop so, Sid, what was your best prop? My best prop was the phone that gets dropped in slow-mo um, mm. as she's rising up the stage at the very beginning of the film. Colin's phone. Yes. Because yeah. you, you go, is she going to go on stage with the with phone? With somebody else's phone? No, she's not. She's going to drop it on him instead. And it's yeah. the only use of slow-mo in the movie. What, what's really the point of it? But the phone. The phone's really good. Yeah. Um. Also... Were they just not gonna? They were gonna let her get married. <laughs> that, okay, that I think we should be mad at Colin. Actually, that is such a good point. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 go, go. You don't. Yeah, just go do it. But yeah. he kind of goes, it might be fake. I get that, and it's a video. <laughs> but it's a video it's a, that I'm making out. It's not video. fake. I was, I, I wanted, I, I was like, is it a deep fake? Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie's all about. I, oh my god, um, this this guy that I, um. Like I, I co-wrote a web series that he acted in, and that's how I know him. Uh, posted on one on like his one of his Instagram accounts a few weeks ago. Like, oh, my main Instagram got hacked. Like, if it sends you any messages or anything, like, don't listen. And I was like, what? And I went to his main Instagram, and on his story, there was a video of him being like talking about crypto and being like this particular. I don't know, like company, organization, whatever, has the best crypto deals or something. Like you've got to start doing stuff with them. And I was like, did somebody fucking hack your account and make a deep fake? And I messaged him and I was like, did somebody make a, did somebody create a video of you? And he was like, oh no, they just told me to record that and said that they would pay me for it. And then <gasps> hacked into my account and didn't pay me. And I was like, oh, that's, that's oh. interesting. So kind of interesting. I, I work in crypto too, so it's like, oh, okay. yeah. But someone like tried to, oh, they tried to buy him. I was like, oh, we're gonna blackmail you unless you talk about crypto. See, like <laughs> I don't even know what I, I don't even know the full story of what happened. And like I, I, I feel, and you know, he was not very forthcoming with details. So I was like, I'm not gonna push it. I have not God, seen yeah, you in yeah, fully yeah. like four years. <laughs> that is so, yeah. But wow. I was scared for a minute. I was like, they're making deep fakes out of anybody these days. Yeah. It would be one thing if he was famous. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what was your best prop? I, um, the hat that mm. Jayla wore in the comeback, to, like the, the song that she wrote. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I'm like this. When she's in the recording studio? Yeah, and wearing the hat. I was like. <laughs> There's a series a, of interesting JLo hats. What a choice, though, for this moment. Because it's so, like, the camera angle is coming down, so it's, like, mostly hat in the <laughs> yeah. shot. I'm like, hey, I I don't agree with it, but it's a choice yeah. that you made, and you stuck by it. I feel like that was, I feel like that was JLo's choice. Yeah. She was, she was being a diva that day. She didn't want her hair on display. I don't know. Especially from that angle. Yeah. But yeah. the hat. She was like, I'm balding. Oh, wow. I'm about to receive a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, get, you're, we're getting sued for defamation 100%. My oh. cold story, I really should have said that. We're living in a post-Amber Heard world. <laughs> oh, well. 
can get sued for defamation for anything these days. What, now I'm nervous. I'm shaking. I shouldn't have said anything <laughs> I've said this whole time. No, 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 no. That's no. I mean, I shouldn't have talked about getting dumped. Now I'm nervous. I'm oh, I hope not my ex hears attention. it. I don't. He's not even my ex. It was just like disappointing, you know? Yeah. Alma, yeah. Sam knows why. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> was it J-Lo? J-Lo it dumped J-Lo. me. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It was Jamila Jamil. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Jamila Jamil is the best prop because she basically is uh, a prop. Yeah. <gasps> okay, I'm so sorry. Um, my bet. Okay, my best prop was the sexy latex nun outfits. Ah, in church. Oh right, yeah, so loud. Um, I've like really considered being that for Halloween, and I know it's oh such God. a deep cut that there's simply no reason to do it. But I feel like I also thought about it, and I was like, I and and, and then I was like, I can't just be telling people that I'm. Well, you could just say sexy nun, but I would feel the need to go deeper and say a sexy nun from the movie Marry Me. From the church sequence of yes. the movie Marry Me. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? You know if what we do I it together, do it's not so bad. You know what I'll I might be do for Halloween? Colin's in. Oh my God, you're yeah. in Connor. I'm yeah, sorry, Connor's in. I'll be Jayla in the same outfit. <laughs> okay, can we talk about the when the dancers grab her butt so she doesn't fall and it's like so visceral? Oh, I didn't see. You I didn't was, see oh. like I yeah. I was rewiring the studio, so I was like in and out, like trying to re remember oh, okay. why I didn't. Yeah. yeah, it's like they are grabbing onto like butt and thigh meat for dear life. Wow, it's like honestly, it's a lot. Maybe what if for Halloween, um, we just put on nun outfits and then stuck our hands in a pot of boiling water and then we were Benedetta. But we would, no tops, just nip. Oh, well, I don't remember the nips in Benedetta. That's the poster. Oh. It's just one nip. Single nip. Wow. Um, oh my gosh. Well, ugh, no, we're both brunette. If one of us was oh, blonde, yeah. then we could be the... They can't go back to the blonde lifestyle. It's too expensive. I literally respect you for like doing anything that could possibly involve <laughs> upkeep. Like I can't keep a plant alive, let alone my own hair. Yeah. Um, no, actually it's going to be too cold to be anything from Bonadotta oh, for Halloween yeah. because everyone's just naked, naked, naked mm-hmm. in the whole movie. It's just running Did around the countryside. Did you see It's no. a really good romantic comedy. I'm just, this podcast is turning into my next movie watch list. <laughs> and that's definitely the genre is romantic comedy. Yeah. We're not lying to you. No, it's just uh, lesbian nuns in France, in France. In like the 1400s. And they're like getting in trouble for being lesbians. Oh, and one of them uh, has like magical powers. Yeah, it's pretty lit. It's uh, the guy who did Robocop. Oh. Paul Vanderhoeven? Hoven? Yeah, Hoven? Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven. There you go. Does Jesus make an appearance in this movie? Uh, yeah. Well, he I does. That... I forgot about that till that till oh, that image popped he up. Does. Yes, he does. Yeah, that it's literally rocked. like what if nuns had sexual prowess? It's just nuns fucking, and it's phenomenal. The Catholic Church called it blasphemous, and um. Did what, uh, like, which they always fucking do. Every movie that comes out about Catholicism, the Catholic Church is like, this is blasphemous, and they use it in the trailer. Built in PR, quite honestly. Yeah, that's actually, that's. They need to start refusing comment. 
Also, who is speaking for the Catholic Church? Do they go to the Vatican or they like find their local church? They're like, oh my god, um, kind of, a little bit of both. <laughs> it's like yeah. the church. A little bit of both. That's actually kind of the beauty of the Catholic Church is that there is one guy who could say stuff and he's like, I'm not going to say anything. And then there are people who are like, okay, we'll speak on your behalf. And then there's local diocese, especially in North America. Catholicism is truly out of control. Um, but do you call that the church? If I like went to my priest, like a local priest, and he's like, that movie's blasphemous. We're like, all right, the church has <laughs> the church deemed it. it. Yeah, because wow. they wow. are supposed to be- um, Oh, like uniform. You yeah, should- they're like a- <sighs> It's like a, it's a, a mayor's aid mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. It's so like the, a fraternity. Like, honestly, they get like indoctrinated, not indoctrinated. Mm, what's the term? Oh, um, inducted, yeah, like going yeah. through. So only the Pope is infallible. Now this is a lesson in, in apologetics. Only the Pope is infallible. But basically. Because he speaks for God. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, God speaks through him. God's yeah, God. that was the trouble with Mormonism <laughs> is that when Joseph Smith invented it, he said anybody can can speak for God. Anybody can have a revelation. And if you say that God told you something, we should all just believe you. And then everybody started saying like conflicting things. And he was like, oh, uh, actually, it's only me. <laughs> I'm actually the only prophet. Right. So it's like local churches can kind of have their own opinions. But um, and normally there's like the bishop's and this, it's normally like you would really not your local church, but like your bishop who was like captain of all of the little it's like local the superintendent. churches. Yes, and then there's a cardinal, and like I think the cardinals were also not about this. Um, no. But I'm just, if we went and we were like, "Hey, can you local priest mm-hmm. give us your feedback on the Tony Awards?" They'd be like, "Blasphemous!" You're like, "The church has called this yes. podcast blasphemous." Yeah. Honestly, well, you should the, do that with is, Good Girls Gone. Is the Catholic League still around? The Catholic League? Yeah, because last I heard of them, they took out like a full page ad in um in some newspaper to talk trash on Kathy Griffin in like 2008. Mm. There's a lot of like Catholic organizations that are like um, moms against being anything but Catholic kind mm-hmm. of vibes. And they can pretend that they... Represent Catholicism mm-hmm. when really they're just uh, they just have a PR person. If I start mm-hmm. going to church, could I say that? Yes. You start going to church. If I like, I, well, I'm, I'm confirmed. Gonna, I'm gonna confirm yeah. Catholic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, oh my god, we're all confirmed. Oh my gosh. Oh my what goodness. what are our names? What was your confirmation yeah. name? Maximilian. Maximilian. Ooh, fuck yeah. yeah. Nice. What was yours? Um, Teresa of Avila. <gasps> Teresa of Avila. She's yeah. a cool one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She lost her faith and then regained it, which I, I picked her because I was like, hmm, am I gay? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and I was having struggles. Wow. Um, mine's Catherine of Siena, and I picked her because I am such a pretentious little bitch that mm-hmm. she is like one of the smartest women saints. She's one of the two of like 32 doctors of the church. She's like one of two or three women. And I was like, well, what I am is the smartest. Yeah. So I picked her. Um, So we have enough clout to speak for the church is what I'm getting at. I do it every week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will speak for the Catholic church right now and say that uh, they're all pedophiles. (laughs) They're all pedophiles or we are. Uh, the priests, not oh, the- Oh, and they said, we're all pedophiles. I was like, no. We're all I pedophiles like, here. I was like, we are in a basement right now, but other uh, than that. Hey, I live here, so. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make it sound any better. <laughs> this is-, this is We're right. coming to you live from Connor's basement. We've got an 18-year-old changed the radiator. 
He turned 18 today, so we're about to kill him. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, actually, wait. What do we think about the portrayal of like, like no one said anything about church being really raunchy, like the song or like any of the representations of it. Like oh. there was no backlash, which means no one cares about this movie. Yeah, that's true. They probably there were like not there were nuns wearing truly nothing but habits in little bodysuits, and like I didn't hear a peep out of. Well, that's because the the Google. church understands conflict and they're like this movie has none we can't <laughs> they're like actually we can't touch jail is a really humble person and that's really what it's about yeah humility well it's also about the sanctity of marriage that's true once they get married they can't get unmarried even though the whole thing is that they didn't have papers and she goes we'll file the papers and i'm like that, but the, yeah. you had an out you had an out yeah i wonder if she's doing yoga um, in that scene so it seems like her mind is really clear i found a website called catholicnews.com we can always uh, go to focus on the family too. For most of its running time, the romantic comedy Marry Me registers as an amiable, if unlikely, fantasy whose script shows us some inclination toward traditional values. But newfangled mores went out in the end, and a single sequence within the film is patently offensive. Which, which sequence? Uh, then at Coney Island. <laughs> That's the sequence. The film contains distastefully irreligious images, off-screen premarital sexual activity, verbal and visual references to homosexuality, partial nudity, about a half dozen uses of profanity, and a milder swearing in a few crude and crass scenes. Uh, yeah, okay, so... They're married, though, at that point. It's they not are a premarital married. affair. They Wait. didn't even watch the movie. They are. Yeah, this uh, that's actually so gross when you think about it. You're fucking is, canceled, CatholicNews.com. Just the movie is so <laughs> sexless that two married people having sex for the first time is actually that boring. Yeah. <sighs> I right. blame. Oh, I, my, okay, I uh, blame Jimmy Fallon. I blame Jimmy Fallon for this entire film. Well, he yes. did. Uh, what was your best J Lo moment? Uh huh. My best J Lo moment was uh, it's a team effort. Between JLo and Owen Wilson, when she pulls out the track and he stomps it out, and she goes, "It's my hair." <laughs> uh, that was that was my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. What about you, Connor? I I think it's the sequence of events that um, she's like, "Oh, I can't get into my house. Like I'm helpless." <laughs> and then she steps back, throws the rock through. The glass. No alarm goes off, by the way. Definitely would have had an alarm. An but alarm does go off. Does it? At the very end of the scene. It takes like a couple of seconds. Okay. Because I was like, no alarm. And then an alarm went off. And then it went to another okay. scene. But it's like, oh, this person is starting to figure it out. Yeah. Cut also, to the... one rock destroys the entire like six foot window. Yeah. <laughs> she had just come off of Hustler's training. So uh, she was very makes, strong. And, very strong. And that comes across <laughs> in the movie that we know that she was just doing another... What if this is like a movie within a movie? Either way, Ooh. the next scene you cut and she doesn't know where the cups are. She doesn't know anything else about the house. You're like, this wasn't a growth moment. This was. <laughs> she broke into someone else's house. <laughs> this was a flu. It's not her house. She's she like, goes, oh, wait, wrong. I couldn't get in because wrong address. Exactly. Exactly. But um, also someone still drove them there. There's still a driver standing next yeah, to the car. Yeah. 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 But she wasn't allowed to ask them. Yeah. Also, like you would know where your 
Owen Wilson is like, we're going to do an experiment where you cannot speak for yourself. I have to speak for you <laughs> for the next three weeks. We're doing an experiment where actually I'm going to put a dog collar on you and it's oh just BDSM. <laughs> I, it's just, he's just a dom sub situation and Owen Wilson's a dom. Do they like. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. The church definitely got up in there. Yeah. That, that's it. Uh huh. That's, I really do think that BDSM is the church's fault. Yeah. I, I have I mean, to agree. 100%. We have an 18 year old locked down here. That's clearly only because we were talking we about the church. We wouldn't be doing that if we weren't Catholic. <laughs> so my best JLo moment was after Jimmy Fallon, when she gets into somebody else's limo and says, take me to the airport. <laughs> New York famously has one airport. Only one. That's the thing is there's no flights from any of the other airports. Yeah, she could have just gone to JFK. Well, she's so tech savvy. Yeah. She doesn't have her phone or her passport. Why didn't she have her phone? She was a Her phone died, I think. Oh, yeah. And she didn't have a charger. This is why like That's one of the times you bring someone. Being famous rots your brain. That should have been the lesson. Is that like it was like her like rejoining society? That would have been an interesting narrative. In the middle of the movie, trying to like be a normal person. In the middle of the movie, she should have tested clinically as mentally retarded, (laughs) 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 just because she's famous, and it warped her brain. Uh, Okay, I'm glad you said that, so I don't feel problematic anymore. (laughs) The next award is a custom award, and Mm -hmm. it can go to anything. My custom award was best song, and it goes to church. Obviously, like I'm in church, 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 church. church. I, if I'm being honest, all of the mo- all of the songs in this movie slap. Yeah, I did feel like they were trying to sell an an album, a soundtrack. Yeah. So it felt I, like I a movie like that. that was built around the album. Yeah, I didn't so love apparently, that. But like, it was good music. I was like, why found- are the songs the only good part? <laughs> So I was reading about this movie, as I previously stated, and I did read something that J-Lo wrote like a hundred songs and only eight, basically like eight got selected. What? And she was like, it was honestly really, really hard because I couldn't write as J-Lo. I had to write as Cat Valdez. Oh, and wow. she was like, it was really like writing a song, but in someone else's voice, I've never had to do that. And it's like, it was really yeah. hard to write in character. And I was like, I'm, I'm so still... glad that this difficult journey brought us to church. <laughs> yeah, she should have been British. I'm still cut from the flat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fooled by the hat that I got. I'm still, I'm still, still cat, cat from, from my the flat. flat. <laughs> Used to have a little, now I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what was your custom award? Me. Yes. Me? Okay. Um, best product placement, which was so, so difficult, but it has to go to the Hermes blanket she's getting <laughs> massaged in. <laughs> um, right off the top, we come in strong. Um, the H's on that blanket are now covered in her body oil. And she's like, it's just an Hermes blanket. How much could it cost? $10 a la, it's just a banana. How much yeah. could it cost? $10? Yeah. Why was there an Hermes blanket there? I wish... Because they really do, like, this seems like the only point they try to hone is that, like, product placement is bad and commercializing your life is bad. Step back from that. But the product Mm. placement never stops (laughs) in the movie. No. It doesn't. And, like, even 
here at BetterHelp, we're here to help you stop monetizing your life. Um, And there was like, I actually went to a website that was all of the product placement. It was pages and pages. And apparently they even included like the NBC building as product placement and like locations. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, they were advertising for the rainbow room. They were like in the observation deck. And (laughs) that's why they could only say the airport. It's the only thing they didn't get rights to say was take me to John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I do have to give it, um, it, it was a toss up between the insane, weird coach moment. And then they brought the coach moment back when they're on the red carpet together. Um, but the, we, I never really finished my thought an hour and a half ago <laughs> on how weird someone rolling a bag of rack of ba- coach bags in for her to go, yes, please donate all of these to dress yeah. for success. And then the daughter taking one of the bags after we simply just established they were going to charity charity. and then she goes don't worry i'll pay them back for it so she's gonna pay coach back for the bag that she just gave to somebody else when the bags were meant for charity to begin with what what um so for that reason it can't give it to the coach rolling rack even though it was really truly bizarre it is going to the hermes blanket (sighs) what was your custom award i also have like a secondary one um it would have been best biopic about J Lo because I just I it was so close, just like the timing of the life. But I yeah. it goes to um, all the characters. Best movie with all the characters just being so comfortable in their own bodies. <laughs> like no one seemed to have issue. Like internally, um, all the mathletes dance really well. Like. <laughs> All of the people in the Glee Club are like, yes, I'm going to sing for this very famous person. No one's like, no one's I'm, nervous. Yeah, everyone's just he, like, yeah, and he I'm gets, going the to do it. The teacher gets up there, plays guitar. He's like, yeah, Flawless. I know it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, it's no one. Everyone just is so comfortable. And that's maybe the society I strive to be in. Yeah. Yeah, this really presents. Remember when you said it was augmented reality? That's really the alternate reality. No one has anxiety. Yeah. He's yeah. a world without any anxiety. Yeah, even when he's breaking up with her, it's like, mm, you're better off. So, okay. And yeah. then he goes home. He doesn't And there's care. no like, oh, I miss them. Yeah. Like it was just, mm-hmm. oh, there's no mathletes happening. She just has an epiphany on Jimmy Fallon. I know this she isn't just the best goes, time to have an epiphany. I know but. this is an inopportune moment to have an epiphany. And there's uh, a shot of her saying like, you know, giving a speech about how like she's in love with Owen Wilson or whatever. And Jimmy Fallon is in the background, just kind of staring off into space, <laughs> but like looking serious while doing it. And I think that he also has like a broken hand at this point. He has like a bandage oh, yeah. on his hand or something. Oh, was this um, near the, the Thanksgiving turkey lurkey incident? Maybe. I don't even know. But I, I, I was like, you. S- oh, God. bird is the word. Sorry. That was this saying. Yeah. Um, that was a fun. And even Bastion isn't upset. That's like no one's ever that she's mad. leaving him on television. It's like yeah, literally the next day he's like yeah, no hard feelings. Yeah, well yeah, there's at the beginning, but even at the end it's he's so not like crazy. I'm gonna so chase. And he, he has two women with him at the end. He cheated on his fiance with her assistant, and he's just like, them's the breaks, kid. I <laughs> and hope also we can we, be cool. We get no indication that he's like I love her so much. Like we get no indication that he's a bad person. He's, he's also like, a sociopath. He's just like I accidentally made out with her. It was an it was an accident. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she is in the movie for five seconds, and then she disappears. The assistant might have gotten killed and thrown killed. in the river. Yeah, Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, 
Do you guys have anything that you want to plug? Wait, did you say your best prop? Um, my custom award. Or custom award. Sorry, was best song goes to church. Oh yes, and you did yours. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I just got killed on Thorn in the River. It's okay. I forgot. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you guys both have stuff to permit. Yeah, that's true. So, Wait, so this is coming out tomorrow? Yes. Okay, if anybody here listens in Detroit, I'm performing at Motor City Comedy Festival on September 15th and 18th, I hey, think. Hey. Um, the Friday and Saturday of the festival at Detroit House of Comedy. Um, and also, um, if you liked me talking a lot about Catholicism, you can hear me do that every week on Good Girls Gone Sad, the podcast. Um, my co-host with Becca Stevenson, we comedically unpack religious trauma. And um, what else? Uh, you can do that. We have a live show too that you should come to. Just follow us on Instagram at Good Girls Gone Sad. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Sid Period the Period King. Yeah. What about you, Connor? Uh, if you like the sound of this podcast, <laughs> thank the church. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, come check out my friend's basement. It's my friend's basement studio on Instagram. Uh, hopefully, we're having our branding come out very soon. We're having a bunch of podcasts get launched. It's going to be a fun time. Um, Check out the Tony Awards everywhere. <laughs> uh, everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, thanks. Yeah, this is a fun second time. It's like, yeah. it was crazy because literally the first time I was on, I like met you at uh-huh. at the studio. Yeah, that's so true. And uh, now we're here. So, man. I should Tony plug- Awards brings people together. It really it does. does. It does. I should plug the other times I've been on this podcast. I covered Selena and, uh-huh. oh my gosh, what was the other one? Oh, Natural Born Killers. Wow. And something with Tony Collette, <gasps> Madam, which to this oh, day yes. is slapped so hard. Another amazing soundtrack. It's a, it's a good. The opening song is incredible. The movie is great. Mm-hmm. Rockin' Dollars is incredible. And whoever, whatever that Spanish actress is, she's in like oh, everything yeah. Spanish. She is truly incredible. And she's phenomenal. Props to her. Okay. Yeah. If you if you wanted Maiden, if you wished that Maiden Manhattan was good, you should watch <laughs> Madame because it's like a good version of Maiden Manhattan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Sam, but, what do you have coming up? I don't fucking know. More episodes of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to San Francisco in October. I'm trying to get booked on some shows there. Sent out uh, some DMs. Mm-hmm. No responses as of yet, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I got into the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival, even though that guy at Comedy Fight Club said I wouldn't. Uh, but it's while I'm in San Francisco. So oh, I can't tough. do it. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, um, well, he stunk. So good for you. <laughs> Such a bizarre way to roast you. Okay, we don't have to keep talking about it. Was, that, it was sick. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.